Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. We've all heard the saying, what got you here won't get you there. And of course, the same is true for us as entrepreneurs evolving into CEOs, CEOs who have teams of people working with them. When you first start out in your business, the way that you're working and therefore the way you're thinking suits for that initial startup time. However, once you've grown your business to a certain point and you've hired people to work with you, the way you're working as the boss, as the CEO, and the way you are thinking as the boss and as the CEO needs to change to make this new way of working, working with others and driving and motivating and enabling their performance as much as you're motivating and driving your own means a new way of thinking and a new way of going about what you're doing. So if you've hired a few people and business is feeling hard or heavy or you know, you're feeling a little bit stuck, Maybe you're finding it hard to chase the growth that you're after because you're finding the time to do the things that you need to do to go for the growth you're after. You're feeling busier than ever, even though you're suddenly paying people and you know your expenses are bigger. Or maybe you're chasing your tail with the work that you're trying to hand over to your team and you're finding yourself stuck in the detail with them or reviewing work, or clarifying things, or fixing mistakes. So if either of these things are happening for you, and these you know interactions with your team are making it hard for you to go for the growth that you're after, or the spaciousness, or whatever your intention was when you hired people in the first place, there is most likely scope for you to make some subtle shifts to your thoughts, to your thinking patterns. And once you've cleaned that up, what'll happen is your pathways for everything to feel easier, for growth to happen, for your team to turn in to what you need them to be will open up and everything will feel easier. So today's episode is a short one, but a really potent one. I'm sharing the two big changes that need to happen in the way you're thinking And you need to really clean this up and get this right to shift your thinking from what is right when you're a six-figure entrepreneur versus a seven-figure CEO. So if you're on that path between six or seven figures, or maybe you're at seven figures and you're trying to multiply your seven figures and it's feeling hard and you've got the people around you and you want them to be doing more, then this is the episode for you. Let's dive into the first one. When you first start out in business, a common thought that you'll have is, how can I make this work? And this thought process is super helpful in the early days. 
when you're in product creation mode, when you're working out who your clients are, what your product is, who are those right sort of people to work with you. It's really normal and natural to be thinking, how can we make this work when you're looking at internal and external challenges? And you need to ask this question to find your rhythm. However, once your business is more established, when you are at that stage, when you know what you're selling, how you're selling it, and you're shifting to who in the business can help me deliver it or who can deliver this so my hands aren't as involved in it, that question that you're asking, how can I make this work, needs to change from how can I make this work to how can we standardize how this works, which in turn means creating rules and creating a standard way of doing things and reducing the exceptions to the rules or the work it out as you go scenarios. So here's why that's important. Without a standard way of doing things, without a standard set of rules, someone in your business, whether it's you or someone else, will need to be making judgment calls and decisions often. And this is okay in the early days of business because Usually that person is you. However, when you reach that stage when you want or need other people in your business to be supporting you to deliver whatever the product is or to be doing something instead of you, then what they need to be able to truly do this without you is guidelines and rules for how they should be doing it. And we can apply the 80-20 rule here. Because when we're delegating and handing over something to somebody else, when we're handing a job over to somebody else, or if we're handing over tasks within a job, we want 80% of the way they do that to be documented or standardized by a set of rules or guidelines. And we really only want about 20% of the time them needing to apply judgment or exceptions or specific decision-making to the way they need to do something. So 80-20 rule is a really good one. And then you get to look at, well, the 20% of time when a judgment is required or an exception might need to be made, who is the right person to make that call? Can they do it? Or is that when you want it bounced back to you? One of the hardest things that I see every single one of my clients face, one of their absolute hands-down biggest challenge is handing over a job or a full set of responsibilities or a bunch of tasks or whatever, and then feeling like they're still so involved in every step of that person's job, of that person's process. My clients say to me, I want to stop being involved. Why won't they take responsibility? Why do they have so many questions? I'm feeling so pulled in to answer this, to answer this. And they feel interrupted and they feel so involved that naturally the thought process then comes up, which is like, what's the point of this person doing this if I'm still so involved? And I totally, 100% get it. And the reason that this happens is usually because there isn't enough standardization or rules in place for that person to execute without checking it with you. Or If those things are in place, there's a reason why they're not confident to execute it without you. So rather than asking yourself, how can we make this work? 
how do I make this work? Switch that question, switch that thinking to how do we standardize how this works so somebody else can execute most of the time, 80% of the time, without needing to check with anybody. Let's dive into the second powerful shift in thinking that I want to share with you today. Again, in the early days of business, it's obvious, it's natural that you're going to be involved in all the things. And when you first hire people to work with you, you will stay involved in many of the things. And in fact, it's quite a common trait or behavior as a new leader with new people working with them to want to be helpful. Lots of entrepreneurs I know, lots of my clients, lots of my business friends all struggle with the thought of asking someone else to do something for them and the uncomfortableness of then sometimes feeling less busy themselves. And sometimes some stories can come up around not being seen, to be working hard, not to be stressed. The other person seems more stressed than you. And a lot of these things are uncomfortable and they're they're lessons that we need to learn as new leaders. And what often pops out is the response to seeing somebody stressed, seeing somebody busy, feeling less busy yourself is a desire to be helpful, helpful to that person, helpful to the team, helpful and get involved and share the load. And whilst this is lovely and sure, there's often a time and a place for it, it's not an effective way to operate for the long term and for the long haul. So instead of asking the question, how can I help? Your thinking needs to shift from how can I help to how can I do less or how can I stay out of it? How can I stay out of this process? How can I stay out of this conversation? How can I stay out of this decision-making process rather than how can I help them solve this problem? How can I help them fix this process? How can I help them come to this decision? I've actually got a client who's dealing with this exact situation right now. And in fact, it's, it's really common that everybody goes through this at some stage. All my clients do. You might see something going down in your business. Maybe you're seeing a conversation happening between two people and you can easily see how you can help in inverted commas by jumping in and answering the question or fixing the problem or something else. You know, with your knowledge, with your experience, it's really easy to think that you can help and by being helpful, it will be quicker for everybody and the business. And you're right. It probably would be quicker for you to jump in and solve it. However, you jumping in and solving, answering, making the decision is just a short-term solution. And it's one that will continue to bind you into being needed, into being involved, into being all the things, which is actually contrary to what you truly desire, which is not being needed and people not coming to you with questions. And in fact, people being able to work more autonomously and run with things on their own. So instead, when you see something going down in your team, instead of asking, how can I help? How can I fix this? How can I make this go away quickly? Shift that question, shift that thinking to how can I stay out of this? 
How can I do less here? How can I be less involved? And if you're feeling uncomfortable that you're not helping, you're doing less, you can sit in the observation mode of actually I'm helping by observing and noticing what's missing here and what's stopping these people from being able to do this or decide this or fix this without me. And then you get to fix that, which will support them in future to be able to self-solve, self-decide, etc., rather than fixing this right now. So it's like rather than fixing, you know, the symptom of what you're seeing, fixing the cause. So two big shifts in thinking, shifting from thinking, how can I make this work? How can we make this work to how we can standardize how this works? That was the first one. And the second one is shifting from thinking, how can I help to how can I stay out of this and do less and otherwise support them to self-solve. So that's what I wanted to cover today in this beautifully short episode. And of course, if you're feeling like your business growth is kind of getting a bit stuck, you're feeling particularly busy and involved with your team, and it's not where you want to be, then I want to invite you to shift your thinking, to have a think about these two questions. And of course, if you'd like a hand, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'm working quite hard behind the scenes this month on revamping my private coaching packages, which in turn means an increase in the investment to match the increase in the change in the value to the way it's all been packaged. So if you're thinking about working together, now is a really good time to book the call and to chat about it before the prices rise and the packages change. It'll still be amazing. Either way, don't stress if you don't jump in to work with me now. It's still going to be amazing value, hugely transformative after the 1st of June, but it'll just be different. So if you're interested in having a chat, you can book in a call over at paulamaidens.com, jump in a dream team discovery call, or if it's easier, come on over to Instagram. I'm at Paula Maidens Consulting and you can grab a link in the bio there. Okay, so that's it for this week. I'd love to hear your feedback as always and hear how this lands. I hope you all have an amazing week and I'll be back in your ears next week. Till then, see you later.